towards the direction of the Fashion Island Mall. It's a good thing that no one was killed. And then I hear something in about happening in Las Vegas. And also there's something happening. Well, there was a guy in China. He started stabbing children again. So the world, I believe you can agree, is getting worse. With all the technology, with all the financial products, with all the financial success of a lot of countries, the world is actually getting worse. And that's why the meaning of Christmas is even all the more important. So before I proceed, if you will allow us, why don't we pray for those who have lost their loved ones and let's pray that peace will reign. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord. We don't know the people there who have lost their kids, who have lost their loved ones. But Father, we unite our hearts this morning and we offer up a prayer that you, through your Holy Spirit, through the Christians around that community, Lord, would be the hands and feet, the body of Christ to them. That you would embrace them, that you would comfort them. And Father, if, if it is at all possible, Lord, let nothing of this magnitude happen to anyone else, even to us here, Lord, in CCF. We pray, Lord, that the Prince of Peace will come and that he will reign and rule in righteousness, that we will really be able to experience the love of the Father, the grace of your Son, Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. This is our united prayer in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Well, I want to greet all of you a merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's not Merry Xmas. It's not Happy Holidays. It's Merry Christmas. Christmas is about the birth of Christ. So how dare we remove Christ from his own birthday? Right? Now, uh, We'll go a bit interactive this morning. And I ask, I'll show you a picture and tell me if you know who these people are or from what show. Okay? What show they're from. Are you ready? Who says X Factor? X Factor. Wait a minute, ah. I noticed something. Let there be light. Oh, yeah. na. How about these four? Bilisa. You sure you go to work or you just watch the TV? These guys are from American Idol. How about these four? Huh? The Voice? B-O-Y-S? Oh, The Voice. Alright, so you're pretty good. 
Now, what is common to the X Factor, The Voice, and The American Idol? Yes, the reality shows. Yes, they're judges. Huh? They are looking for the one. The one that has the X factor. The one that is the voice. The one that is the American idol. They go through and scour from state to state. They accept auditions left and right in search for the one. This morning, I would like to share with all of us from the Bible about a group of people who were looking for the one. In honor of the reading of God's word, may I ask all of us to stand as we read from Matthew chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi, and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And they sent to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child, and when you have found him, report to me, so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before him, until him stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the truth of your word. Speak to us, Lord. Instruct us, Lord, as what you want us to learn from the story of the Magi and how we should respond. I confess my total dependence upon your Holy Spirit, Lord, to share and preach your word with your people. May you be blessed, Lord, with what you want to speak to all of us this morning, Lord. And we will be eager to learn from you. And more importantly, Lord, to obey your truth in our life. This is our prayer, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Here we read the familiar story of the Magi. 
Many of us believe and we were taught that this is the story of what? We three kings of Orient are. Diba ganun? We were taught this is the story of what? The three kings. Right? But let me ask you. What if? Just what if? What if the wise men were women? Okay, okay, bear with me. If these were women, they would have asked directions. They would have arrived on time. They would have helped deliver the baby. They would have cleaned the stable. They would have made the casserole and brought practical gifts. Yes, women, you agree? Yes. Unfortunately, I'm not yet done. What then would they be talking about after? After coming to Jesus, after presenting their practical gifts, cleaning the stable, preparing the food, what now would they be talking about as they left? All right? Are you ready? Did you see the sandals was Mary? The sandals Mary was wearing with the gown? Can you believe they let those disgusting animals in the house? I heard that Joseph isn't even working now. <laughs> or, wanna bet how long it will take until you get your casserole disc back? If they were women, who knows, right? I have entitled our message this morning as The Search is Over. These wise men traveled far and wide in search of one. And when they found him, their search was indeed over. Now, who are the Magi? Magi is from the word magus, or in plural, magi, or magi. Who were they? It denotes that a magi is a magician. That's where we get the word magic. They were involved in astronomy, astrology, and the interpretation of dreams. They're also rendered as sorcerers. Now, they were of the sacred caste originally, from the Medo-Persian Empire. If you're familiar with the laws of the Medes and the Persians, they were there during that time period. Now, these were wise men from the courts of kings. They would be summoned by the king, for, for example, for interpretation of a dream. I had a dream. Can you interpret what the dream means? As a matter of fact, in Daniel, it says, so I gave orders to bring into my presence all the wise men of Babylon that they may, might make known to me the interpretation of the dream when the magicians, the conjurers, the Chaldeans, 
and the diviners came in and I related the dream to them, but they could not make its interpretation known to me. So King Nebuchadnezzar called on another one, and his name was Daniel. By this name they held by this time they have named him Belteshazzar. And the king inquired of Daniel, and Daniel was able to interpret the dream. So in a sense, even Daniel was kind of a magi. Now, we don't know exactly what or where the legend comes from. We've been taught so many things. The Bible does not say exactly how many they are. But growing up, we were told there were three. And they were not only three ordinary men. We were taught they were three kings. Melchor, Gaspar, and Balthazar, right? We three kings. Huh. The Bible is silent. Magi. The Bible just uses the term plural. doesn't say three. But we associate there being three kings because they gave three gifts. All right? We only find the plural form of magos, which is magi. In Matthew chapter 2, we read, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, magi, just plural, magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem. All right? Now where did they come from? From the east. How do I know? The Bible says they're from the east. All right? And the Middle Persian Empire is somewhere in Iraq and Iran, in that area of the, of, of the world. Now, scholars estimate that they traveled anywhere from 500 to 1,000 miles. Talk about a road trip. It's very easy. Get on the 605, get off of the 210, you know, make a left after Del Mar, you're there. During those times, they didn't have freeways, they didn't have highways, they didn't have roads. The fastest way you could get around is through a camel. So it is estimated, according to the Catholic Encyclopedia, from, when, from where I got some of these notes, is that it took them anywhere from 3 to 12 months of travel. So this was a major road trip. And of course, if you're going on a trip that will take you anywhere from 3 to 12 months of travel, you would necessarily have several weeks to prepare. Now, if you're traveling on this long journey in these rough roads and you have gold, frankincense, and myrrh, you're subject to marauders or robbers, right? So you probably have to have a contingent of your own security as well. So this was not any ordinary trip. They had to go to the east, from the east and look where the star would bring them. Now why, according to Matthew, did they go to Jerusalem? Why? Because in verse 2 he says, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Why were they going to Jerusalem? They were looking for one who is said to be born king of the Jews. For what purpose? 
For what purpose were they looking for this one who is called King of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east. Can we read this? And have come to what? To worship him. Now, do you worship a king? You pay taxes to a king. You pay tribute to a king. But usually, you don't worship a king. Worship is usually only given to deity, to God. They traveled from the east in search of this king for the purpose of worship. You remember last Sunday's message, Pastor Danny? How many names? How many words are you and I supposed to memorize? Four. What were those names? Jesus, Emmanuel, King, Messiah. Jesus, Emmanuel, King, Messiah. We traveled from the east because we're looking for the one who was born king of the Jews and we have come for the purpose of worshiping him. Have you traveled 500 to 1,000 miles just to come to a CCF worship service? Do you prepare to meet with God? They prepared long and hard. They traveled whatever it took just to get to where this one who is born king of the Jews so that we could so that they could come and worship him now how did they know about Jesus how in the world would they know about Jesus they're from the middle persian empire all the way to the east how would they know remember who was one time among them the prophet daniel Right? He was one of those who interpreted the dreams of King Nebuchadnezzar. So what could have Daniel shared with them that they would know, have an idea about this one who would be born King of the Jews? In Daniel chapter 9, 25 and 20. Can we read this please? So, This was during the time of Daniel. And what did Daniel prophesy about? That in a certain time, at a certain time, there would come the Messiah. Now, who would Daniel be interacting with during this time? The wise men of the courts of King Nebuchadnezzar. So we can assume that Daniel was able to share this. This was a prophecy. And not only do we find the prophecy in the book of Daniel, in the book of Micah, we read, As for you, Bethlehem Ephrata, too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you, one, one will go forth for me to be the ruler of Israel. His goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. The Magi came and inquired of Herod. We have come in search of him who has been born king of the Jews. We have come to worship him. We saw a star in the east. What did King Herod do? Ah, yeah, I know about him. I'm the king. 
It's good to be the king. I know everything because I'm the king. No, he inquired. He inquired. What's this about? What are these guys talking about? And this is how they replied. They said to him, Herod inquired of the people, inquired of his own courts. And they said, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And they quote Micah chapter 5, verse 2. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Now, if you're King Herod, is this person not a threat to you? I'm the king. And these people are looking for another king. That would threaten my position. Right? So what did he do? Look at the last part. Verse 7. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. Did he look threatened? Did he sound threatened? Apparently not. He inquired. Where? As a matter of fact, we read in verse 8, and he sent them to Bethlehem. Now, the trip from wherever they came from, from the east, to Jerusalem is about 500 to 1,000 miles, give or take 3 to 12 months travel. Weeks of preparation. Alright? From Jerusalem to Bethlehem, it's only about 2 hours. Just a 2 hour trip, a short trip. So he sent them to Bethlehem. Go to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me, so that I too may worship him. So what did King Herod say that he wanted to do? He wanted also to worship the child with the Magi. Go ahead, go to Bethlehem. When you find him, come back to me, make a report, and then I want to go and worship him too, just like you would. That's why you came this long trip, right? Now, if you're a Jew, and you know the prophecy, and here is a group of people coming to tell you information, giving you information that the prophecy is about to come true, what would you do? Wouldn't you be excited? Wouldn't you want to go with the Magi? And let's see. Is the prophecy coming true? Is this the time that Messiah would be born? We want to see. Because this was the prophecy from long ago. That Messiah would come. But did they go? They didn't go. Only the Magi went under the pretense from King Herod that Herod wanted to worship the child Jesus too. But in truth, what did Herod really want to do? What was really inside Herod's heart? Look in Matthew chapter 2, verse 12. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. God told the Magi, Herod is not to be trusted. Go back another route. Don't go back to Herod. Go back home, but take another route. Why? Matthew 12, 13. Now when they had gone, meaning the Magi, 
Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until, until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to what? Destroy him. What did he say earlier? Go to Bethlehem. When you find the child, report back to me. I also want to worship him. What was really inside the heart of Herod? I'm going to destroy this guy, this child who is a threat to my own kingdom. Herod was a very evil king. I think he killed one of his wives. Now, wives, so it means he has a lot of wives. All right? But when his plan to find out this one who is born king of the Jews for the purpose of killing the child, when his plan was thwarted, look at what he did. Then, when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi, they didn't go back to report. They went home by another route. When he found out that he, they, have, they had tricked him, he became very enraged and sent and slew all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all its vicinity from two years old and under according to the time which he had determined from the Magi. Here is another thing that we quote-unquote celebrate in the Philippines. I don't know in other Catholic countries. Usually, it happens what? December 28th. Ooh. You are familiar. And what do we have on December 28th? Uh, Brother Romy, can I borrow $500? I'll just pay you next week. What? Day of Innocence. Niños Innocentes. If somebody borrows money from you on the 28th, be careful. It's like April Fool's. I'm not going to pay you back. That's where we get this. King Herod slew every male child, two years old and below. He had computed. Because in Matthew chapter 2, they did not come to the stable where most nativity scenes have it. And coming into the house, they were no longer in the stable. The child Jesus was no longer in the manger. The Magi came to him in the house. A time period had already passed. From the time that the shepherds came, and saw the infant Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes in the manger. So to be sure, what did King Herod order? Every male, two years old and below, must be killed. And they did it. He decreed it. They followed it. This King Herod was no kind person. He wanted to preserve his own government so he sent his men to kill these innocents verse 9 when when the magi were told by king herod to go to bethlehem what did they do after hearing the king they went their way and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was so it wasn't like the, the star was, you know, always shining. 
Sometimes they would see the star, sometimes they would not. When King Herod told them to go to Bethlehem, lo and behold, the star appeared again to them. And verse 10, when they saw what? The star. What did they do? Double or maybe even triple. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I don't know about superlatives and all that, that stuff. But look, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Why? Here's the sign. Here is the sign that we lost and we've seen it again. And definitely, this is going to bring us to the one who has been born King of the Jews. God gave these magi the sign of the star. God gave the angels to communicate to the shepherds. They cowered in fear because it was new to them. And then when the angels told them, they followed what the angels told them. That was the sign that God gave to them. They followed and what happened? They found Jesus born in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, just as the angel had told them. See, God is giving us signs and wonders to draw us to himself. In the Old Testament, we learn from Exodus that he has given them a guide. God promised to bring his people out of slavery from Egypt and into a new land, a good and spacious land flowing with milk and honey. And they were supposed to travel day and night. So what did God do? The Lord was going before them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them on the way. How about in the evening? No flashlight. In a pillar of fire by night to give them light that they may travel by day and by night. You see, if you're really looking for God, know this, God is really looking for you. And He will give you clues. He will give you Markers, he will give you signs. This is where I want you to go. Here is a cloud by day because it's really going to be very hot. And I want you to travel by night as well. So here's a pillar of fire so that you don't lose your way. God has given us so much to reveal himself to us. In Psalm 119, he said, Your word is what? A lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God gave the Magi the star from the east. God has given us His word today. Cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. He has given us His word, the written word. And not only that, He has given us the word in the person of His Son, Jesus Christ, that we read in John chapter 8. Then Jesus again spoke to them saying what? I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. If you're looking for a sign, know that the sign that God has given us is the person of His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. He who has been born King of the Jews. He is God reaching out to you and to me. 
We may be looking for God, but know this, beloved. God has been looking for you. And He's given you signs. And He's given us the ultimate sign, His Son, Jesus Christ. We've sang about it this morning. You know what? We can't divorce Christmas from the cross. Because Messiah means the anointed one. The one who was sent as the chosen one of God to deliver his people. Jesus Christ was born King of the Jews. He is the Messiah. Now, again, see, after coming into the house, after coming into the house, they saw whom? The child. With Mary's mother. And what happened? They fell to the ground, worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They were looking for the infant. They were looking for the one who has been born king of the Jews for the purpose of worship. And when they found him, how did they respond? First, they fell to the ground. That is a act of worship, the position of worship, that you would fall prostrate before one whom you worship. So they fell to the ground, and what did they do? They worshipped him. And how did they worship him? They presented him with gifts. You see, friends, when we come to worship, we're supposed to give to God. We don't come to worship to get from God. Worship is directed exclusively to God. And when we come for worship, we are not the audience. We have an audience of one. Worship is for God. And God says, when we come to Him, do not let your hand be empty. You and I must always have an offering to give to God when we come to God in worship. They sought the one who has been born king of the Jews. They came from far away to worship him. And when they found him, they fell down. They worshipped him. And they opened up their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Let's look at the gifts. What did they give to Jesus? First, they gave him gold. Now, you like this? I'll give you those. Why do you think I will not give you those? Number one, very wise. Number one, I don't have it. Number two, during those times, and I believe even up to today, gifts such as gold only are presented to royalty. They are only given to kings. Where is he who was born king of the Jews? They gave the king gold fit for a king. What was the second gift? Frankincense. 
Frankincense, well, you harvest it in the Middle East. It looks like this. It's a very expensive spice. And then you ground the spice and put it in censers. And the priest would light the censer. And there would be smoke. And the priest would do this. And it would give off an aroma. And frankincense and the odor, the aroma that it produces, is likened to the prayers of the saints. Therefore, frankincense is a gift worthy of God. Frankincense is a gift worthy of deity. The prophecy in the book of Daniel, Messiah will come. Messiah means the anointed one. But frankincense is for deity. What is the name? Jesus. Pastor Danny told us to memorize it. Jesus. Second, Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? Emmanuel, God with us. When Jesus Christ was born, he was already king of the Jews. When Jesus Christ was born, God became man. And the gift of frankincense is worthy of God. It is exclusive to deity. What's the third? Gold, secondly, frankincense, and finally, myrrh. Again, you get myrrh from the Middle East. And it looks like this. They look like raisins, huh? But then, it's kind of weird that you would give someone myrrh. Because myrrh is an aloe, and it's usually used for embalming. Now, this Christmas, I hope that underneath your Christmas tree, Nobody gives you a bottle of myrrh. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Thank you, Mars. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh, you open and wow. Parfum de myrrh. Oh, in the, instead of eau de toilette, eau de myrrh. You want to receive embalming fluid on Christmas? You want to receive embalming fluid on your birthday? I guess nobody wants to receive embalming fluid while they're still alive, huh? But why did the Magi present Jesus, King of the Jews, God in the flesh? Why did they give him myrrh? The word Messiah means anointed one. The chosen one of God who will sacrifice to save his people. Jesus Christ, at his birth, was already condemned. He was set aside by God the Father to come down from heaven to take the form of a human being so that after 33 years, he could go to the cross.
and paying for the penalty of your sin and mine. Myrrh was for a criminal condemned to death. The only difference was Jesus Christ committed no sin. He was tempted in every way, the book of Hebrews tells us, yet was without sin. So he was condemned to the cross for something that he did not do. He was sent to the cross to pay for the penalty of our sin. The Magi gave him gold, fit for a king, frankincense, fit for a god, and myrrh, fit for someone who was condemned. Christmas is about Jesus. Christmas is about God coming to earth so that He could provide a way for you and I who should be condemned to death to spend eternity with Him in heaven. I don't know any Black Friday deal that can give you a better deal than that. You and I deserving of death can be given eternal life. Through nothing that we can do but only through what Jesus Christ has done. When the Magi came and saw Jesus, they fell down. They worshipped Him. And they opened up their hearts and their treasure of gold, fit for a king, frankincense, fit for God, and myrrh, fit. For someone who is condemned. When they found Jesus, their search was over. The search is over. Jesus has come. He is Messiah. He has gone to the cross. And after three days, He has resurrected again to give you and I eternal life that He promised. The search is over. And this morning, I want to tell you. Your search, your search could be over. Perhaps you've been living your life trying to fill it with a good career. Nothing wrong. With a vibrant family. Nothing wrong. With nice cars and nice houses, jewelry. Nothing wrong. But perhaps you have all of these and more but there's still something missing. You're still not completely satisfied. You're simply not at peace and you don't, you don't have the joy that you see other people have. Perhaps you've been trying to fill your life with things that don't fit and you're struggling. Friends, God is reaching out to us. The wisest man that ever lived, King Solomon writes in Ecclesiastes, he has made everything appropriate in his time. He has also set eternity in their heart, yet so that man will not find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. Friend, if you're, you're in that situation, 
Perhaps it is the eternity that God has set in your heart that you've been looking for and working for all of these years and nothing seems to work. Nothing seems to satisfy you. You're still bothered. You're still not at peace. You still don't have the joy despite your house, despite your family, despite your possessions. Perhaps it is Jesus that you've been looking for. And I've got good news for you. Jesus Christ, who was born in that manger because there was no room in the inn, He wants to be born right there in your heart. You see, the Magi gave gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I'm telling you this morning, what you have to give to God is far more valuable than gold, frankincense, or myrrh put together. You have something that you can give to God that is most valuable than all and everything that you can materially put together. It's your heart. God wants to be birthed in your heart. The question is, Will you give him room? Will you give him room to be born in your heart? It's Christmas. The best gift you can give to the one who is celebrating his birth is your heart. A humble and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. What if you have a gift? Somebody gives you a gift, it's under the Christmas tree, but you know that the person who give, gave it is not really giving it from the heart. It changes the gift altogether, right? Give your heart. God doesn't want material things. He owns everything. But He has given us the free will to decide whether we will give Him our heart. Are you willing? Are you willing to give your heart to Jesus? That's all I can give. And I gave it to Jesus more than 20 years ago. And I have not regretted the journey with Him. Are you willing? Are you going to give your heart to Jesus? I'm going to share with you a prayer, and you may agree with it or not, but read it. And if this is the desire of your heart, then I want to say it towards the end. And Jesus just might today be birthed in your own heart was like this. Dear Jesus, I recognize you as the Messiah, God with us, King of kings and Lord of lords. I humbly come to you in worship and ask you to save me from the penalty of my sins. Please come into my heart today as my Savior and Lord and give me the peace and joy I have been searching for 
all of my life. Thank you for coming into the world and into my life. My gift to you on your birthday is my heart. Thank you for loving me just as I am. Help me be, kind, be the kind of Christian you want me to be. Happy birthday, Jesus. Amen. If this is your desire this morning, brothers and sisters, that Jesus be born in your heart today and there to stay forevermore, then if you would just close your eyes and bow your heads, no one looking around, between you and the Lord, if you want to pray this prayer and ask Jesus to come into your life this morning, would you ever so quietly raise your hand? I want to pray for you. Wherever you are, you don't need to stand. Just raise your hand. Raise it and put it down. Yes, I see those hands. Thank you. We can bring them down. Thank you. You may bring them down. I see you. More importantly, God sees you. And wherever you are in this place, between you and the Lord, just pray. Dear Jesus, I recognize you as the Messiah. God with us. King of kings and Lord of lords. I humbly come to you in worship. And ask you to save me from the penalty of my sins. Please come into my heart today. As my Savior and Lord. And give me the peace. And the joy I have been searching for all my life. Thank you for coming into the world and into my life. My gift to you on your birthday is my heart. Thank you for loving me just as I am. And help me be the kind of Christian you want me to be. Happy birthday, Jesus. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, where do you think Jesus is in relation to you? God has set eternity in what? The hearts of men. When they found Jesus, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And I hope that the next time somebody greets you a Merry Christmas, you really greet them a Merry Christmas with all the joy that you can muster. For the world has seen too much of Grinchmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's the birth of Jesus. Right? Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Let's give God the glory this morning. Let's all close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that your unconditional love for all of us is completely and finally manifest in the life of your one and only Son, Jesus Christ. 
Father God, thank you for loving us just as we are. Thank you, Jesus, that you come to this earth. You went to the cross to pay for the penalty of the sins we could never pay. And because you live and you reign and you sit at the right hand of the Father, you are more than capable of giving us the promised eternal life that you said you would give to us if we had trusted you and accepted you into our life as Savior and Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you that you did not leave us as orphans, but you gave us the Holy Spirit to live in us and empower our Christian walk, Lord God. And may this time of the year allow us to really celebrate your birth, your birth into the world, and most importantly, Lord God, your birth into all of our hearts. And we thank you, Lord, for loving us. We love you back, Lord Jesus. Happy birthday. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord, people. Now this morning we're going to digress a bit. We don't we usually have our breakout groups. And if you still want to discuss, go ahead. We're going to do some prep for the balance of our time. You know, it's our Christmas party, our Christmas party celebration. But if there's one question, if there's one question that you should ask one another, ask this question. What am I going to give to Jesus? This Christmas. Alright? What am I going to give Jesus this Christmas? You can ask this question and you can discuss this question with anyone and everyone. Alright? Just as we break up and prepare the room and prepare our meal. Alright? God bless everyone.